Welcome to the uh, program. Our spotlight sponsor is Jace Medical. If you haven't been paying attention uh, lately, drug shortages have hit a new record high in December. Right now, there are 295 vital medications that are not readily available everywhere they should be in the country. This includes things as basic and life-saving as amoxicillin. Please, I want you to get the Jace case for your home. It's personalized emergency kit that contains five essential antibiotics that will treat the most commonly and deadly bacterial infections. And Jace is continually working to expand their medication offerings. Uh, they've even added uh, ivermectin as an option in the Jace case. Plus, you can buy a gift card for your family or your loved ones so they can get a Jace case of their own and personalize it to their own needs. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves. So go to jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Use the promo code BECK and you'll uh, get a discount on your order. It's jacemedical.com. Big day in America. We begin next. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It is Monday. It in Iowa is very, very cold, and it's caucus day. We begin in just a second. First, let me tell you about American Giant. In the 1960s, 95% of the clothing Americans bought was made right here in America. Today, 97% of clothing sold in America is made someplace else. This has to change, and the one that's really trying to change and inviting others to do business here in America is American Giant. I met the founder of American Giant a couple of years ago, um, and I had him on because he was, I don't know, speaking the American language uh, and uh, seemed to actually care. I saw an interview with him and seemed to actually care about jobs and people. He started American Giant by uh, rescuing a clothing factory that was about to shut down in North Carolina. They started producing quality American clothing with American-grown cotton and American workers. They make the best hoodie you will ever own, and they make a lot more clothing for both men and women. When you do business with American Giant, the money stays here. The jobs are saved. More jobs are created. American Giant, a symbol of who we are and what our legacy can and should be. 
buy American at American-Giant.com slash Glenn. That's American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Use my name and get 20% off your first order. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Well, let's say hello to uh, uh, our very own Stu Bergier. Hello, Stu. How are you? Mr. Beck, how are you? Oh, my gosh. We've got about an eighth of an inch of snow, and the city is completely shut down. <laughs> so we are both uh, broadcasting from our homes today. Um, but uh, I'm, uh, I'm glad you're here, Stu, because today is really a day where you really shine because you follow politics so closely and things like this. I want to get it. Uh, a quick idea of of what's coming today in Iowa. There was a new poll that came out over the weekend. Yeah, there's a bunch of them, actually. But the big one was the Des Moines Register poll, which is kind of seen as the gold standard poll of the state. Correct. And it, it's it's interesting. It has Trump out by ahead by a large margin. Has Nikki Haley at second. I think it's 48 for Trump, 20% for Nikki Haley, 16% for uh, Ron DeSantis. And obviously, that's catastrophic for DeSantis if that's why it winds up holding up. The underlying stuff, we can go through this later if you want, but the underlying stuff behind the poll here and the, you know, shows a, a weakness for Haley in that second place slot. There's not a lot of enthusiasm for her. There's a lot of Democratic and independent supporters yeah. that are tied into that. And, you know, as you point out, we have one eighth of an inch of snow and the entire city shut down. Now, I know Iowa does not. <laughs> go down that same road they're a little tougher really uh, on this stuff yeah. than well Texas hang is. on just a second texans just we have no snow removal equipment we have nothing uh there were like 18 accidents on the freeway uh with one of the people that drove in this morning the cops are reporting all kinds of accidents because we don't have anything to clear it and we absolutely don't have any idea how to drive in it. Sure. And, you know, look, people in Iowa are prepared for difficult winter weather. Yes. They deal with it every year. But I will <laughs> yeah. say, you know, uh, I, you know, look, could we have gotten into work today? Probably. No, you know, some no, people are there. No, I mean, no, no we, we couldn't have. Of course, we, could, we are. We're no, too, too uh, rural for where we are. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, it's certainly <laughs> possible to do. You know, and, and we have a job, right? Now we're able to broadcast from home, so it makes it okay. But it's like... If you're at a caucus uh, site, you are, mm -hmm. let's say you're, I don't know, 25-minute rural drive from a farm to go to some caucus mm -hmm. site, mm -hmm. it is negative 7 degrees, it is negative 20 with the wind chill, you're still dealing with multiple feet of snow on the ground. That's a big ask to get somebody out there tonight. So, I mean, the polling, where normally it has its problem, it's difficult to poll Iowa anyway for this thing. But when you add on to the fact this weather, I don't know, anything, anything could happen. Nothing would surprise me tonight. I think the ones that are motivated are the Trump voters, uh, even though he is at 28, down just a little bit from the last poll that was taken in December, but within the margin of error. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, uh, you know, I think... I think Haley's support is uh, soft. However, the Democrats are talking about changing over to be Republican just to be able to caucus for Haley today. So she might, you know, she might make up some of the uh, uh, lackluster support. I mean, it's really a problem when the Democrats are pump, you know, pumping money into a campaign on the other side and. They're switching so they can vote, and they're not voting for it. They'll never vote for her in the general. They're just trying to screw Donald Trump. 
I mean, certainly that's true, right? And you look at the the breakdowns of um, where these people come from. You know, about eh, about eighty percent of both DeSantis supporters and Trump supporters are Republicans. That number is less than half for Nikki Haley. Only about forty nine percent. Fifty percent of her voters are either independents or Democrats. Mm-hmm. Now, look, that's something that's going to help her uh, a little bit in this race, potentially. Though, again, I question how passionate a Democratic person who's going to do what you're just talking about, Glenn, like wants to come out and send a message against Donald Trump and vote for a person you know, they don't even like. It's hard for me to believe that person's you know, going out in this weather, but maybe they will. And that will help Nikki Haley here. It'll help her a lot more in New Hampshire. But mm-hmm. that starts dying out pretty quickly if you're depending on independent and Democratic voters to win this election. Well, I don't know if you have missed this, Stu, hmm. but experts now say that Donald Trump is going to be a dictator. And NBC reports uh, this last weekend that a circle of impo- appointees independent of Trump's political operation steered him away from ideas that have pushed the limits of presidential power in his last term. But now they have said, we can't do it again. We just can't do it again. And Trump has raised fresh questions. This is all from NBC News about his intentions. If he regains power by putting forward a legal theory that a president would be free to do nearly anything with impunity. So in other words, He could, um, the NBC says, assassinate political rivals. Whoa. I mean, (laughs) thank goodness he's not going to put them in prison or anything like that. Um, he's, uh, He's able to assassinate people. He would be able to put his enemies in jail. He would um, be able to, let's just say, go against the Supreme Court over and over again and, let's say, forgive student debt. Uh, he, they really are afraid that he might use, in fact, let me quote this here. Um, the president could do almost anything. Um, the Pentagon is concerned that he may use every tool in the toolbox and he may use, you ready? The insurrection act, which would give the president all (laughs) kinds of power to call anything an uprising, an insurrection. And then he would purge, get this, he would purge the Pentagon of all of his political opponents. So he would, let's just say, after an uprising of some sort, he could just call anything insurrection. And then he could go and say, we're getting rid of all of the enemies, all the insurrectionists in the Pentagon. And he could purge it, Stu. Mm, this is wow. I, I'm concerned that he may go to the level of trying to get his opponents thrown off the ballot or maybe even put them in prison. Glenn, wow. that's what I'm concerned about. Wow. And I don't know. I hope he doesn't go that far well, because that Richard, would be just like a dictator. Richard Blumenthal, and because he's a friend, I can call him Dick, said uh, there are an array of horrors that could result from Donald Trump's unrestricted use of the Insurrection Act. Uh, He would become a dictator. On his first day, he could close the border and begin drilling for oil. Oh, man. Oh, no. He could do it. (laughs) So here's what this report is saying, that there are now many people 
They're admitting that there is a deep state. The, uh, the aim is to identify like-minded organizations and people in the government to create a coalition to challenge Trump from day one. Some participants are combing through policy papers being crafted for a future conservative administration. They're also watching the interviews that Trump allies are giving to the press for clues of how a Trump sequel would look. Other participants include Democracy Forward, an organization that took Trump and his administration to court more than 100 times. They're preparing litigation, and they're going to use every tactic that they can, which would provide the American people an ability to fight back. Wow. This sounds like the deep state and everything that... um, you know, the conspiracy theorists have said goes on. And may I ask, what is the difference between 2016 and 2024? Because isn't this exactly what the Democrats did in 2016? Sure. Uh, and it doesn't seem like there's any rational uh, reason to uh, to argue this. I, it's funny because they... You could argue this sounds just like a Trump campaign commercial to a lot of primary voters right now. Right? Oh, like, yeah. They Big want time. him Big to time. take action and to be as aggressive as possible. Uh, you know, usually- I don't want him. And he has said, I'm going to be too busy for retribution. I don't want retribution. I do want justice. I want he- people who are against the republic and quite honestly, against democracy as they define it. Um and taking this on their own and saying that they're going to thwart the will of the duly elected president, whoever he is. Yeah. And you have obviously Trump says what he says. I mean, I, you know, he likes to take sometimes some flourishes with, no. with his speech. Um, I don't think anyone in the world believes he's going to run out of time for retribution. That is the one thing he will schedule every morning. That is, uh, I will say, have you ever seen a time where he's like, you know what? I just don't have time to fire back against that annoying tweet I saw yesterday. Like, that's not part of who Donald Trump is. He's going to, I mean, retribution he's is a different those, word you know, i mean look he's used these words glenn and he's used them and sometimes they bring him you know they bring him these questions but in reality if you kind of boil it down i mean is he going to be a dictator on day one no is he going to try to be aggressive with his uh with his executive powers i think the answer to that one is yes and that it may make uh, some conservatives as uncomfortable as some moderates and liberals but like it depends on how he does it and as long as he's doing it within the constitutional bounds that's something i think right now primary voters really want yeah, and I don't have a problem as long as it remains in constitutional bounds. I don't have a problem with it at all. Um, I prefer that it's not done through executive order because that can just be undone with the next president, whoever that might be. We've got to start using the balance of power and uh, using the Congress the way it's supposed to be used. Unfortunately, we have too many weasel uh, Republicans. Uh, by the way, if you are... A, worried at all about flying anywhere don't be don't be they found a yeah they found a crack uh in the front window of another boeing plane uh over the weekend but it's not boeing you have to worry about it's really not well you should worry about boeing but uh it's not just boeing wait until you hear the latest from biden's faa oh my god We'll give that and more on uh, Iowa here in 
Just a second. Stand by, you sick, twisted freak. All right. Our uh, sponsor this half hour is uh, Berna. Stu and I were out, and uh, we were uh, practicing uh, our shooting with a Berna on, what was it, Friday, Stu? Yeah, Friday. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I just have to say, you know, I won. You won what? The competition between the two of us. There was a comp. I didn't even. I didn't know there was a competition. All I know is that you no. definitely looked best in the pimp jacket you were wearing in the middle of, of the middle of the competition, and that. And you will see the video of that, and you it's will like love a buff- the video of that. It's like a, It's like it was really cold. It, it was, was like really a, a buffalo jacket. Uh, and uh, I was dressed like I the Unabomber. I can't them. get mad at you. I was. <laughs> yeah, you looked absolutely like the Unabomber. But um, admit it. You did very well, Glenn. I mean, I was yeah, I was you. hoping the the quote unquote course we were going to do was going to have more running in it because what happened was you only had to move three steps, and you're clearly a better shot than I am. But if we if if only there was ten yards in between targets, I would have smoked you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, we have Berna launchers. Stu, uh, do you have some yet? I don't. Yet, any? I love them. That was the first time yeah. I've ever used them, and they're really cool. Really great, and it is uh, less than lethal. I mean, I guess you could shoot somebody's eye out, but you know, so did the kid in the movie. Um, you could put you could put an eye out with it, but uh, generally that doesn't happen. Uh, here's the thing: deadly force is sometimes needed. Sometimes it's not, and the Berna launcher is a non-lethal alternative to safeguarding your home that will teach somebody a very painful but non-lethal uh, lesson. It's legal in all fifty states. Uh, you don't need a permit. You don't need a background check or anything. It can be used by all age groups over 18, and it is a powerful deterrent. It has tear gas. Uh, it has pepper gas, kinetic rounds, 60-foot range. One shot can in, um, incapacitate an attacker for about 45 minutes. It's really a powerful, powerful deterrent. Visit uh, Berna.com slash Glenn. That's B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Glenn. B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Glenn. Use uh, the promo code Glenn there at the website, and you'll save 10%. It's Berna.com slash Glenn. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay, so a a Japanese domestic flight was forced to turn back after a crack was found in the cockpit window. But, you know, why why worry about that? It's another Boeing plane. But here's the thing that I think is we're all going to love. We're all going to love because we all love diversity, inclusion and equity. We all love it. So the FAA, the Federal Aviation Administration, is uh, now putting a priority and hiring people. <clears throat> Ready? With severe intellectual disabilities as part of its diversity and inclusion initiative. According to the website, the FAA claims individuals with targeted or s- severe disabilities for the most underrepresented uh, segment of the federal workforce. <clears throat> Under its People with Disabilities program, The agency says it is actively recruiting, hire, and promote, retain, and develop, and advances people with disabilities. The following disabilities 
are targets for the FAA to hire those with hearing impairment, vision, missing extremities, partial paralysis, complete paralysis, epilepsy, severe intellectual disabilities, psychiatric disabilities, and dwarfism. Now, if I were born a little person, I think I would be a little upset that I was put in uh, the same categories of those with severe intellectual disabilities and psychiatric disability. Do you want somebody who's, you know, up in the tower or making any decisions on planes at all with a severe psychic or psychiatric disability or a severe intellectual disability? What is wrong with us? I'm going to go with no. I want the person who's most <laughs> qualified for the job, yeah. regardless yeah. of their skin color well, or or really any uh, immutable characteristic you can pull out. Eye color, not that important. I mean, the dwarfism thing, I guess it matters. How, you need to be able to see over the over the cockpit dashboard. I mean, I, that's about my requirement. Can you reach the pedals? Like, that is something that is important to me outside of that. What you're saying is you have to be at least this high to ride this ride. <laughs> yeah, is that what you're saying? Exactly. Uh, uh, you know, you know, it's one thing to say, "Hey, we're, you know, we'll hire all body types or whatever." Severe intellectual disabilities. Why would we hire those people? Why? S sincerely. I mean, look, you have a severe intellectual disability you know then we're gonna have you go and do some job that you know doesn't involve airplanes it's just i mean that's my thought yeah you know exactly like you, you you know it's not to say that the they might not get a job if they are able to to do a particular job for a particular place maybe it works out in certain circumstances but like there are certain jobs have certain characteristics. You maybe Glenn aren't the best point guard for the Dallas Mavericks, right? No, like, uh, it's not. It's no, not, it's not because they hate you. It's not because you would you know you're being discriminated against. You just might not have the aerobic capacity for the gig, and, and that's just you know the way what? it works. I w I wouldn't make a good pilot. I'm riddled with ADD. Don't, don't hire me as a pilot. If somebody is like me and they're the pilot. I want off the plane. I want off the plane. Okay? What is the problem with saying that? We've gone from, yeah, well, I mean, let's hire, you know, the person of color. You know, if they're the same, if they have the same intellect and, you know, whatever, the same qualifications, who gives a flying crap? But if you have a severe intellectual disability, I don't know. I think we should go where somebody who can maybe think. Glenn Beck. Jeez. No, but this this uh, this election really doesn't have any kind of real consequence on the uh, on the American way of life. None whatsoever. Okay, let me tell you about real estate agents I trust. The main difference between somebody who does something full time and somebody who does something as a hobby is effort. And this is especially evident in the field of real estate. Your brother-in-law, he might be a perfectly nice guy. And I'm sure he, you know, he wants to see you get the best buying and selling options you can get. But has he put in the legwork? That cousin of yours, have they done it? Are they the best? 
you need a real expert when you are talking about uh, your biggest investment of your lifetime. I started real estate agents I trust years ago because I didn't want to have to go through the same hassle I'd gone through time and time again trying to find the right real estate agent. Now, we have made that process really easy. We have personally vetted these people up one side, down the other. And you can have a team of experts on your side. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. And it's blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Colony Ridge and save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. So may I just uh, take a side note here for just a second? I'm, um, you know, I just started watching football and getting into football a couple of years ago. So I'm not, you know, I'm not your typical football fan at all. Um, But uh, I have to tell you, uh, now I just have something else in my life to be pissed about. (laughs) I went to the I went to the Cowboys game yesterday and it was awful, Mm. awful. Uh, and I, how I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> I have a different perspective on that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And I've never seen a crowd. And tell me if this is typical, Stu. I've never seen a crowd turn on their own team like they did yesterday in Dallas. Did you happen to see the game? Uh, of course I did. I okay, enjoyed yeah, every of second of it. Of course, See, you could have you to remember he- here, Glenn, you're talking to a Philadelphia Eagles fan. No, I know that. I know who, that. Like I know. every time they have one bad play, the entire no, crowd I- turns on them and starts throwing things from the, cra- <laughs> from the stadium. So okay. I, I have right, okay. seen this so, before. Okay. It was um, by the second quarter and definitely in the third, like the stadium grew very, very quiet. And they would, you know, they would, you know, they'd run for 10 yards and have a first down. And you'd be like... Uh huh. Well, you'll <laughs> blow it next time. I walked out because uh, after in the third quarter, after they gave away yet another touchdown, uh, I uh, I got up and I'm like, we're got, we're out of here. I'm not waiting in traffic for this mess. And uh, and it was packed. I mean, we waited in traffic because everybody was leaving by the by the third quarter. And uh, as I'm walking out, I said to the usher, "Well, maybe next year." And she looked at me and she went. Pfft. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. The Cowboys fans are turning in and the, you know, adopting the pessimism of Eagles fans, which oh, is, is kind of fun bad. to watch. It's really but yeah, bad. It was ugly, man. That was a brutal game. Congratulations to the Packers, who did a great job and, and yeah. deserved to win that game. They out, they outplayed them. They were by far the better team. And I would be more trash talking about the cowboys today if if the eagles weren't going to play in you know roughly 12 hours and i was they're probably going to lose to the bucks so i'm gonna i'm gonna hold back on this but it was a terrible loss and this has happened so many times to them it's got to be incredibly painful for Cowboys. did you did you see the uh the fans of the bills clearing the stadium yeah Oh my gosh, those people are diehards. Oh, they ha- did you die see what the, the guy who took his shirt off and went down a, a snow slide? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that is, guys, it, what are you doing? Even, just, even the Chiefs, we were watching the Chiefs, what was that on Saturday? We're watching the Chiefs, and how are you playing in negative four with, you know, with no sleeves 
It was. I mean, did you see Andy Reid's mustache? Yeah. It was like an ice palace. <laughs> it really was. It was I mean, crazy. Uh, it was. Uh, the, the thick mustache is not the best thing to have on the sidelines no. in that particular moment. No. But yeah, no. I mean, the, the weather's brutal, Glenn. And, and like, you know, again, we, we're talking about the Iowa situation going on today. Like, there is a real level of passion you have to hit to force yourself out in the middle of this. Imagine, you know, they were talking about some of these events that were going on with the candidates over the weekend where people couldn't get to them because they had just been snow plowed into their driveways, right? Like the, the, the plows come by, they get two feet, uh, wall, two foot wall, basically, of snow, and they couldn't get out of their driveways. Mm. You add that on to just being cold and miserable. And I think the real idea for most people that this is sort of a foregone conclusion, right? I mean, all these polls are showing uh, Trump up by multiple dozen percent. And, you know, I don't know if you're if you're on the fence or just not that passionate about your guy, if you haven't been spending two years out there every single day campaigning for someone, you know, I don't know. You're probably like, let the chips fall where they may. I'm staying in the warm heat here. Uh, Trump gets first support, uh, first uh, choice support from 48% of likely Republican caucus goers, followed by Haley at 20%, DeSantis at 16 and Vivek at 8%. Uh, Haley only has 9% of really excited, enthusiastic supporters, though. That's, that's not real good to get you past your big driveway that you've been plowed into. Yeah, that's, t- I mean, legitimately a terrible number. The person terrible who did number. The, the lady who did the poll, who's like the, uh, you know, the guru of polling, if you will, in, uh, in uh, Iowa said, Haley has surpassed DeSantis, but most of the rest of the data here is not good news. The deep data on Haley suggests she looks stronger in the poll than she could on caucus night. Uh, and that's a quote. I mean, I think that's really, you look through it layer after layer, and that's what you find. You know, people are like, she kind of seems like the candidate that is having a little bit of a moment and her top line numbers are better than DeSantis. It just seems in this particular situation, I will not be surprised at all if DeSantis is able to overcome this uh, polling deficit and finish in second. But again, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about second, right? And you know, a lot of people are not going to be all that interested in getting out to see who, who comes in in second second in the Iowa caucuses. Um, The uh, we, by the way, we invited all of the candidates to be on with us today. Uh, Vivek is uh, going to be joining us. The others uh, turned us down, but I wanted you to know that we were trying to get all of them on to be fair um, to talk to all of them. My son said, and I'd love to hear your opinion on this too. My son said, dad, why is uh, Nikki Haley um uh so hated by some and also now starting to come up in the polls and i in my opinion was i don't think she's hated well maybe by some i don't think she's hated she's just she's come out against abortion i mean for you know abortion in a way um she's she, weak on that i, I would yeah, say yeah she's just weak yeah um she has come out a very strong war person, which I think is really unpopular with conservatives right now. It's weird how we have switched places on so many things. Um, and yet the, the left doesn't seem to understand that yet. You know, they're out there protesting at the WEF and, and, uh, and Davos today. They're out en masse protesting. This is, this is wrong. This is a dictatorship. We're like, yeah. Yeah, you should probably listen to other people that are saying that. Maybe, you know, join some forces on a few things. But anyway, um, 
So I think it's her war stance, uh, her support from really big Democrat supporters, uh, and her softness on abortion. Yeah, I think that's part of it. I, I think, you know, I think there are two different things there when it comes to the abortion issue and the war issue. The, the abortion issue, there's a softness there. She says she's pro-life, but like really sounds uh, like she would equivocate uh, when she was president of the United States. Doesn't seem like it's a core issue to her. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that is a real fuel of a fuel of hatred, though, toward her. I, I think people I, I, don't like that stance. You know, obviously, you know, obviously pro-life, hardcore pro-life people don't, are really sensitive to that, but that... That percentage is relatively low when you look at the polls. Yeah. Um, even in the Republican primary. The war situation, though, where, like you see almost like the abortion uh, position of Haley is her weakness to try to bring in a broader crowd, right? Like she's saying like, oh, well, we can't get those votes right now, but if we could, maybe I'd be for it. And it's more of like a typical politician stance. And she's bending to try to get moderates and independents. And, and you know, look, her... her General election polling looks good, probably for set, for that reason. The, the the foreign affairs thing with Ukraine is totally different. That is core Nikki Haley. That is who she is. Oh, it and, is. And, and I think she does know that she's going against the grain with the Republican voters. But on she this. believes and, it. And she believes it. And I look, I don't like her view on some of those issues. But I do respect the fact that she's out there actually defending it, unlike so many other people. She's not hiding from that one. And you could tell that's to her core. The abortion thing doesn't seem like it is. It seems like she would be weak on that. And she's trying to find some weird, yeah, triangulate and find some weird middle ground that will help her. That's not what she's doing on Ukraine. She could be more skeptical on Ukraine, and it would probably help her in these primaries and caucuses. She's not done that. And I, I, I respect her for actually coming out and defending that position, as Mike Pence did as well. It didn't work, but it was honest. And I like hearing different views, and I like the honesty of that. Uh, Long term, whether that's going to help her, I don't, I don't think it is in the, in the primaries, but that's where she is now. It's just way out of step with where uh, conservatives are right now. I mean, I don't know what would happen if Donald Trump got in and he was like, hey, we're going to war in Zimbabwe. Uh, I would hope that we would all go Zimbabwe. No, I don't think so. Um, but I, I don't, uh, I'm, a, I'm a skeptic on that one, Glenn. I think there'd be a lot of people who went along with. I know. You know. I mean, I just think that's where we are. There's a lot of personalities out there. I mean, you saw the thing with Vivek we this got, weekend. We should ask him about it. I mean, you know, Trump came out and criticized him for the first oh, time in this to. campaign. Yeah. And, you know, look, Vivek is trying to find a a way to get he's trying to obviously appeal to Trump voters. He came out with a statement that was basically like, I'm not going to really say anything. But like you saw, like the influencers who were Trump supporters, many of them online who have been saying nonstop good things about Vivek every single day for the past year. Now, all of a sudden, thinks he think he's bad. And it's like, this isn't even serious. Like, mm. uh, primary season is the dumbest season. People just constantly just say the most certain things and the dumbest things over and including, over and over again. In, including, uh, you know, the candidates. They, yeah. You know, everybody just grows a just a stupid limb off of their tree, <laughs> and they just kind of dance on it all the time. Um, but, uh, you know, last week I told you that uh, Donald Trump, I talked to Donald Trump, and he asked me, who do you think I should uh, grab for vice president? And uh, I said, I, I think it should be Vivek. And he said, why? And I said, because, uh, A, he's been very supportive of you. Uh, I think he would 
be a good supporting vice president, he could go out and fight some of the fires with the press that would, uh, you know, that you would need to fight. Um, you know, you just pick the ones you want, let him handle all the rest. Uh, and I said, I think he's, I think he's young, uh, a different generation, and you could be ushering in the next generation of uh, politician. And I think that would be good. And he said, you know, that is the number one name I hear all the time. I hear that name um, as people's first choice for vice president, he said. And he's been good to me. So I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. And and then this weekend said he's not so, MAGA yeah. and uh, yeah. he's been deceitful. And, you know, again, I think once this primary process is over, Trump will come back and say that he's fine and he's great. And, you know, I mean, like, you know, look, we know that, you know, Trump's patterns on this stuff. Uh, but like, you know, there's no re it's important for people to make their own minds up. And I think in the primary po process, people get as passionate and stupid as I am about the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. But that's this is not a sport. You shouldn't be I don't like know if that. That stupid. Yeah, that's a good point. I have to back <laughs> you up on that analysis. Not that stupid, but like it's true. It's like people treat these things. I can't. You know, I I, I look at you know occasionally you pop on social media and you look through your feed and it's like these there's you know thousands of people who follow me on social media and and with you even more obviously Glenn and they're all destroying each other in the comments like as if as if it's like communist versus capitalist like back in the 80s and it's like well you guys probably disagree on 10 percent of these issues like i know it's it's the psychosis that comes in and, and penetrates every party this time of year is just like it's overwhelming and i'm just i'm glad to see we're gonna actually get some votes today this is yeah. no longer gonna be everybody speculating the votes come today it's why you know we have said from the beginning on this because we only violated this really, I think, one time in my career, and that was in 2016. And that was a, just a disaster. We didn't change anybody's mind. You know, it didn't, it, and it, it ended up being wrong. And so we were saying, uh, you know, let's not say anything. Let's let people decide because they're going to decide anyway. We're not here to influence, we're here to inform. And so we've tried to do that. Now, if we can all come together, because I don't know about anybody else, but, uh, you know, unless it's, unless it's Asa Hutchinson, I'm voting for a Republican. And even then, it would be Asa. <laughs> you know, even then I'd be like, oh, geez, Asa Hutchinson. Okay. I mean, unless there's somebody else on the ballot, but there's, you know, that never works out. And, you know, I, it's so strange, Stu. I'm watching the Democrats do exactly what they did in 2016. They think that they can influence this election in a myriad of ways by trying him. Well, that's not working hmm. uh, by possibly putting him in jail. What is that really going to do um, by having secret meetings where they're all gathering to say, how do we thwart him to to today? Democrats coming in and becoming Republicans for the day to vote for Nikki Haley in the caucus. That's, I mean, stop it. Just vote for the person that you like. 
Yeah. Let the chips fall where they may. Right. Stop getting your cell phone. I mean, you, you can't control everybody else. Uh, Glenn, one quick part on this. You know, I, th- I could be the voice of all the people from uh, the non-Trump candidates here for a second. It does seem like the the media is going out of its way to try to influence this in a situation where Trump wins. I mean, there's a positive story on Donald Trump and how he's getting more support in the Republican Party in the New York Times yesterday. That doesn't seem like them trying their typical efforts to sink Donald Trump. Yes. However, there is also the NBC story that Trump is a dictator worse than Hitler. (laughs) And, you know, he's going to take over the world (laughs) and the army and everything else. All right. Let me tell you about Jace Medical. If you value being prepared in emergency situations, you are probably focused on having extra food and water uh, storage. You might have even thought about electricity and everything else. But if you have really done your If you've really prepared and done your homework on it, you have had one category that you can't figure out. That's medicine. Well, that's where the Jace case comes in. It's a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics, which treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. It's customizable with dozens of add-on medications available, so you can choose the ones that best fit you and your family's needs. They even have ivermectin as an add-on option, and you can get gift cards for your family. So don't don't hope that things are going to be fine. Make sure that your family is prepared. JaceMedical.com. JaceMedical.com. Enter the promo code PREPARED at checkout for a discount. It's JASEMedical.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Glenn's newsletter is free and full of useful info delivered every day right to your inbox. Sign up at glennbeck.com. Hey. Coming up, Steve Dace. He'll give us all the inside on Iowa next. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, today is a great day to get a warranty. Actually, any day is a great day when you're not worrying about your appliances and home systems. That's what you get with an American Home Shield warranty. All the unexpected breakdowns like a leaky faucet or faulty water heater. They're not going to break the bank because covered repairs and replacements are all taken care of. Having reassurance is something to celebrate. Choose the plan that works for you and your budget. When a covered item in your home breaks, all you do is contact American Home Shield. Their trusted, qualified pros will fix or replace it based on the coverage limits in your agreement. When it comes to protecting your appliances and home systems, don't worry. Be warranty. Go to ahs.com slash Beck and save 20%. That's ahs.com slash Beck and get 20% off any plan. See ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer.
entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the program. Uh, Democrats yesterday in Pennsylvania said that this election will determine if we have elections anymore. NBC News is reporting today that Donald Trump is going to be a dictator and needs to be stopped. Meanwhile, our clueless uh, president, 69% of Americans say Biden is not mentally fit to hold office. Uh, Kirby uh, at the Pentagon was uh, grilled over the weekend on why our defense secretary is still in the hospital for, you know, that that optional surgery. Was it really? Was it really optional when you have cancer? And Fannie Willis went to church. Her national Christianity or Christian nationalism was showing on full display yesterday. She's the one who brought charges against Trump for election interference. She said she's now only being dragged through the mud because of racism. Well, either that or of infidelity and then nepotism uh, and fraud. You know, that and I guess, what color are you, Fanny? Who cares? Next, Steve Dace. Steve is joining us from Iowa to tell us what it feels like on the ground beside cold. That's coming up next. First, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's Rough Greens. Karen wrote in about her dog who was having some eating issues a while back. She said, I was adding half a can of wet food to my dog's Penny's dry food, but she still would just stop eating it. So I thought I'd give Rough Greens a try, seeing how all its vegetables and good ingredients and everything else. Now I just sprinkle it on Penny's dry food and she licks the bowl clean. I'm so glad I tried this product. Thank you so much, Penny, or I'm Karen. Penny is exactly like uh, Uno. Uh, now the best sound I hear is when he's eating his food and I can hear his dog chain uh, slapping up against the bowl as he's eating and then he pushes it up against the side of the wall to try to lick off every bit of it. It's not a, it's not a dog food, it's a supplement that you put on your dog's food. If it's good for your dog, it's probably in Rough Greens. Rough Greens would like to send you a first trial bag for free. You just pay for shipping. Go to roughgreens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash back. That's roughgreens, spelled like a dog would spell it, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash back. Or you can call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Roughgreens.com slash back. Steve. What does it feel like on the ground in Iowa? What's the temperature? Right now, it's minus eight, and I want to scream that like the publisher and Elf. Minus eight. Okay. I mean, it is. Uh, I mean, Glenn, I, I, I've lived in this same house for 17 years. I've never seen snow drifts in my front walk this high. This is soul crushing. Go in a corner and begin self harm levels. Oh, Steve, buck up, man. If Kansas City City could play on Saturday in negative four without sleeves, certainly you can get out of your house. Well, some of us are going to. Now, comparing... Comparing the average Iowan to the best athletes in America might be a bit of a stretch. <laughs> but some of us are going to, and that's the thing, though, Glenn. I don't know what some of us will. I mean, I, 
I went to the last the, the campaign closing event for Ron DeSantis last night. And even in one of our largest suburbs of Ankeny, to get up hills, I still had to go four-wheel drive in, in residential areas three days after this snow left. The blowing, wow. the drifting, uh, most of our residential areas are, are covered in ice, sheets of ice. Our, our school kids in the metros are looking at maybe a five-day weekend between the closures last week and then today the holiday and then probably tomorrow as well. So wow. I, and you guys never close. You never close schools there, right? It, it's got to take a lot, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, 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 we have this thing called winter every year, you know, yeah. and the caucuses <laughs> are usually in January and February. But this is pretty extraordinary. There's there's wind chill warnings throughout the state, literally telling elderly people do not go outside. Um, it is the, the turnout model here tonight is going to be very fascinating. I, I, I have no idea what's going to happen. I really don't. Well, there you go. Yet another victim of global cooling. global warming or whatever it is so who do you think are the most motivated people i i mean you know i read about nikki haley's uh crew and the latest poll shows she's only got about nine percent of those who are behind her um really exhilarated by her campaign Mm -hmm. so between that and now the democrats saying they're going to show up and caucus for her is she going to actually perform at that 20% that the uh, the register said she was going to perform at tonight? No, that, that poll is a curse to her. Um, it really raised expectations for her campaign because all, most people are just going to read the top line and not the cross tabs. And if you read the cross tabs, basically her base of people uh, isn't motivated to vote for and prefers Biden in the general election. All right. So, oh my uh, brother, if, 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 if I don't know how many Republicans are going to show up in this weather and sit around for an hour to caucus, I sure as hell don't think there's going to be a lot of Democrats and independents that want to come in and hang out with people they probably don't like. All right. And brave this weather. So um, I actually if I would if you if you made me make one prediction, um, I, I would I would predict um, I think she's going to finish closer to Vivek Ramaswamy tonight mm-hmm. uh, than than to Ron DeSantis. Uh, I think this has largely been astroturf this entire time. The Des Moines Register poll is wrong every caucus cycle. I have no idea why it's held up as a gold standard. It's held really? up as a gold standard, but it's wrong every cycle. And it's held up by, gold, by the same people that tell you it's a gold standard. Told you a couple of winters ago that Chinese face diapers are 99% effective against airborne contagions. Okay, so it's just it's never right at all. I would go by the behavior of the campaigns. They know better than anyone else. Yes. They've got the best data, but they have the best observation. I think the fact the former president um, hustled to get up here one final time over the weekend I doubt he's concerned about losing. He's probably more concerned. He's got to cover a spread. Like, you know, Glenn, I mean, he's been favored by 50 points in these polls all year. He wins tonight by like nine or 10. People are going to be like, what the hell's going on? You know, so he's probably concerned about that. Um, And and now you're starting to see late in the process, the organization that the DeSantis campaign built, which was patterned a lot after what we built on the Cruz campaign in 2016 here. Uh, but they've done it even better, I think. Now you're starting to see it kind of harvest and have a fruition. Uh, so I think he'll overperform. To what extent? I don't know. I could see him getting anywhere from, say, uh, 20 to 38. I could see Trump, Trump getting anywhere from 35 to 50. I think it's that volatile with the, with the turnout model right now because of the weather and everything here in Iowa. I know that you are, you know, you've, you've jumped on the DeSantis bandwagon. So try to be as fair as you can on this. 
mm-hmm. w- who has the most uh, walk through a wall of fire, or in this case, walk through an ice storm uh, to vote? I think that's clearly the former president, but I think yeah. people need to understand that. And you know this because you came here to campaign with Cruz yeah. against the former president in 2016. So you saw this with your own eyes that the evangelical base in Iowa is not like what you see in a lot of red states for Donald Trump. It is admiration, not adulation. All right. And so, mm-hmm. you, you know, for example, he won our state in the general election twice. No Republicans done that since Reagan. Uh, he was instrumental uh, in, you know, people like me that worked for 10 years to try to make Iowa look like Texas. You know, the last nut we couldn't crack is we couldn't convince rural counties to vote Republican because they thought we were all corporatists. And Trump was kind of the last, he was, he was the last ingredient in, in the formula here that helped us split this state red by flipping about 30 counties that voted for Obama once or twice. Uh, he flipped them to vote for him twice. So he is popular here. But Iowans take this process, you know, I wouldn't very say it's just very serious. You yeah, know? they do. And, they do. And, and so I wish like, the hey, red... I like- I wish the rest of the country took it as seriously as Iowa does. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I was going on the road. I was shocked. They are a year out, and they are already gathering together in their towns and mm-hmm. listening to campaign speeches. I mean, they take it very seriously, and I think that's great. Yes. And so I think they're able to look at, for example, they can say, hey, I love what the former president has done for rural Iowa. It's been great. Yeah, he, we are one of the states. I know there's a big debate in the Republican Party right now what the Trump brand has done, um, you know, in places of like suburban states and exurban states. But in a rural state like Iowa, he's been a plus benefit. There's no question about that. But Iowans are also able to say, yeah, yeah, just because I liked him before doesn't mean I like him again. And so I think that um, there will be some soft Trump supporters that will flip to DeSantis tonight based on the strength of his organization. What that number will be, though, I have absolutely no idea. I, I mean, will, I really don't. Where will uh, where will Nikki Haley's voters go if they flip? I don't know how many voters she has. First of all, I think she's relying a lot on people that don't traditionally vote Republican. And just so people understand what I mean by turnout models, you know, you know typically we get about 25 or 26 percent of Republicans will turn out in a caucus. This year it's going to be less because we have more Republicans in Iowa than ever before, about 670,000. So if we have, say, a turnout of 150,000, which I think would be pretty good in this in this weather, you're talking about almost only one out of every six Republicans is showing up to vote here. Okay, so if most of in most of her and and people ask, why is that? Because in in the caucus, you vote the way the founding fathers did. You don't show up, pull a curtain on your break and walk out. You show up, you listen to speeches. Maybe you'll be called on to give a speech. You'll give an, you may be asked to give an account for why you're voting the way you are, or you can volunteer to do that. Horse trading goes on there. Party business goes on there. The process can take an hour or more in some places, depending on how large the precinct is. So you've got to be really committed to wanting to be a part of the process to take part in a caucus. And, and that's just not the kinds of people that typically vote for a Nikki Haley. She's basically the John Kasich of this cycle. Mm. Um, why do you suppose, I mean, I have my opinions. Why do you suppose uh, DeSantis, who before this race started, seemed like it could be a lot closer between him and Donald Trump, and it just hasn't materialized. It did it first, and then it just kind of dissipated. Why? Well, if you go and look, and, and I think let's find out what happens tonight. I think, I think tonight will give us, I mean, well, I'll, I'll probably be able to answer this question more for you tomorrow 
in terms of both its premise and application based on what happens tonight. But preemptively, you know, if you look at the Real Clear Politics national polling average on March 30th, it was something like 42 Trump, 32 DeSantis, and, and he wouldn't even be a candidate for another almost two months. Right. A week later, on April 6th, Trump is now up like 54 to 25. So what happened? DeSantis isn't even a candidate. What happened is on March 31st, Donald Trump got indicted by Alvin Bragg. And, and, and the biggest pin and pull and yin and yang of this cycle has been, um, you know, what's happening to Trump is wrong. So you have these, you have these dual, um, you know, uh, philosophies. Trump can't, can't win another a, a national election. We've lost every national election cycle since he miraculously won in 2016. Versus vis-a-vis, um, what they're doing to him is wrong. It's un-American. And, you know, I want him to return like MacArthur in the Philippines. And we're going to finish this script. And if you look at the internals of a lot of the, the, po- the, the polls that had him with, way ahead of DeSantis, what you'll see is in favorabilities, DeSantis is either even with Trump or often ahead. And I think the biggest sell that, that Ron DeSantis has had to make I think there's a lot of people, I think what, what people like you and me see on Twitter, um, that, that we've destroyed Ron DeSantis' brand, but, you know, these Trump influencers, that's just not true. Now, if, if it were, his favorables would have plummeted. I think what DeSantis has had to do is get out of the friend zone. He's, he's, he's got to make the sale that, that his time is now. And I think people are torn between do we turn the page from Trump or do we finish the, finish the script with Trump? And that's why I said I want to see and wait what happens tonight. Um, to, to give you a more definitive answer, because I think this will be the first verdict on are, how, how successful can you be convincing people that Trump's time is past and it's your time now as opposed to 2028. And if he performs, if he falls into third, you think he's, he's done or not? I'd be, I'd be stunned if he finished third. Yeah, I, I, would, I would too. I would too. I, mean, I, I think he's going, there, there's two things I'm confident in. It'll be a disappointing turnout. And he's going to overperform. But I don't know what overperform is. I, I, could it be 22? Could it be 38, 40? I mean, I, I think the, 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 when, when we're talking rural America, in rural Iowa, where Trump needs huge turnouts, and, and people may have to drive tractors to get to precinct sites, given where things are going on right now. I, I just, you know, um, I, the, you know he, he, the average Fox News viewer is 69 years old, as you well know. I mean, I, those are very supportive of Trump. I don't know how, how many of those people are going to come out in this weather, given their health and the dangers of the ice and everything else. I just don't know the answer to that. Okay, uh, hang on just a second. Steve Dace, um, he is the author of The Rise of the Fourth Reich uh, and also a Blaze TV personality follows this program. He is in Iowa, lives in Iowa, has been there forever, uh, and can really give us insight on what's happening in Iowa. First, let me tell you about our sponsor. It's Relief Factor. I love to paint. Uh, in fact, I think you can see maybe behind me one of my paintings. Is it? I don't remember if it's wherever it is behind me. Um, uh, one I'm working on that's uh, Jesus right now. Uh, and there's no way I could have painted five years ago. In fact, I thought I was going to have to give up broadcast. My hands were so bad with pain and shaking with pain all the time uh, that there were times we had we had signals on television. Make sure you take the camera off of me. It was a signal that I would do down uh, by my waist that was off frame. And my whole staff knew, uh-oh, trouble. He's in pain, so take the camera off because he's going to wince or his hands are going to curl up. 
I really thought it was the end for me, you know, on doing anything that I wanted to do. I have my life back, and it's because of Relief Factor. Relief Factor is a daily supplement that helps your body fight the pain by fighting inflammation, and it's 100% drug-free. It also comes with a feel-better or your money-back guarantee. So give it a try. Visit relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com, or call 800-4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. relieffactor.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Hey, can you find out if, uh, how long he can stay with us quickly? All right. Uh, uh, Steve, I don't know if they've just asked you because we had such little time. Uh, how long can you stay with me? I've got to, uh, you know what? I stayed late, so I'm not on the cell on the way to the office, but I got to go here in like 20 minutes. Okay. Um, uh, tell me about, um, uh, the kerfuffle, if you will, between Donald Trump and Ramaswamy this weekend. (laughs) Um, here's, I have what I think is twofold. Uh, number one, you know, we have in, in a lot of these races, you have these under the radar issues that just don't penetrate the national coverage. Mm-hmm. And in Iowa right now, and in Northwest Iowa, especially where we have a, a large concentration of Republicans, there is a huge deal with eminent domain. And, it, and, since, and, and there's Republican Party interest on both sides of it. Some want mm-hmm. the fuel to go through the community. Others want to keep their farms. And so this is a very divisive issue on the right right now in Iowa. And Vivek, uh, after he didn't qualify for the last debate, has really focused a lot of his energy on that issue. And, and, and number one, I, so I think, number one, I think the Trump campaign is concerned that he may be drawing from some of their rural support. And if they're concerned about either winning or more likely meeting expectations, if the bait gets four, five or six points higher than the polls today or tonight, it's, it's going to be at Trump's expense, nobody else's. And I think they're concerned about that. Mm. But then also, you know, um, one of the guys I've met in this process is a uh, tech entrepreneur from Florida, a successful guy named Robert Salvador. And he is trying to bring AI to public polling. Uh, and using AI to basically look at people's digital footprints, what they're actually posting in public on their social media mm-hmm. pages, because that's more honest about what they think than what they tell pollsters. Okay. Yes. And, yeah. and what he has been seeing is an uptick in these last couple of weeks in two candidates' digital footprints, DeSantis's, but also Vivek's. And if you know, you know, Trump is the one candidate on the right, uh, going back to 2016 with Parscale and others who really understood how to use data, Cambridge Analytica, all that kind of stuff to his advantage mm-hmm. in the world he lives in. And I also wonder if they are seeing that increase in Vivek's digital footprint as well. I think they're concerned that Vivek may play a role in either him winning tonight or more likely him meeting expectations. And so I think Order 66 went out. All right, we have uh, only two minutes, and Vivek Ramaswamy joins me after the break here at the bottom of the hour in just a few minutes, but um, we're talking to Steve Dace. Steve, do you think that the Democrats did the indictments and all of this stuff to help Donald Trump win the primary, or is this something that's backfiring on them? Yes, I do. I I absolutely think that they believe they did this in 2016. He got 60 times more coverage than any other candidate because they thought he was a clown and they could beat him. And, and then it blew up in their faces. And I think that is what enraged them against him all the more. 
I think the same thing. They have a formula for how to brand him, particularly to suburban voters. It has worked in every election cycle since. I do think that's the case. And yes, I also think it's backfiring on them because they're, you know, they're basically like the, the mob outside Lot's house, Glenn. They can't contain themselves. And so Jack Smith had this well-thought-out plan, and then all of a sudden the state of Colorado says, we're going to jump in line and disqualify him from the ballot now before you can hatch your plan. And they, they all, you can, there's two things in American politics, Glenn, you can always count on. Republican gutlessness and Democrats absolutely exceeding their mandate and creating blowback mm. against themselves as a result. Mm. Those are the two constants. Mm. All right, Steve, thank you so much. Um, you we'll, uh, we'll talk to you again hopefully tomorrow. Um, and blessings on the people of uh, Iowa. Stay safe tonight, but please, if you can, go out and caucus for your candidate. Uh, Iowa is is one of the states, I think New Hampshire is as well, that really take it seriously for an extended period of time. Uh, and Iowa, your chance to be heard is today. Go out and caucus tonight. Glenn Beck. Our sponsor this half hour is Car Shield. Uh, when you've got a car that's got, you know, 50,000 or 100,000, 150,000 miles on it, uh, you know, as soon as the warranty goes out, you're in trouble. Okay. Uh, we all know this. If you don't have a warranty, things are getting so incredibly expensive right now. Just a chip. God forbid something like your transmission goes. Right now, CarShield has protection plans that start as low as $100 a month. Flexible month-to-month coverage, your choice of an ASE-certified mechanic, 24-7 coast-to-coast roadside assistance, complimentary towing, and rental car options. You also get no long-term contracts, and the administrators handle everything for you so you don't have to worry about it. And because of the inflation problem, you get that price lock guarantee. Your price will never go up no matter what. Get coverage now. CarShield.com slash Beck. 800-227-6100. It's CarShield.com slash Beck. And it's BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Colony Ridge. You can save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We're really glad that you're here. Thank you so much. There is a, a story from NBC News. By the way, we're going to talk to Vivek Ramaswamy here in just a second. There is a, a story that came out from NBC this uh, this weekend, and it is really disturbing. Um, tell me when Vivek is on. Um, you have you have him. Okay. Um, it, this story is about how the Democrats have all of these groups now meeting, finding ways to thwart Donald Trump from being president. Um, And they are saying that he's going to now listen to this carefully. If he becomes uh, president, he will use the military in dictatorial ways. So in other words, he will purge the military of anybody that voted for Biden. Now, that's exactly what Biden did 
with MAGA supporters. Remember that? They shut the military down because of January 6th and then purged all of the people that were conservatives. Um, then they say that um, he will use the court system and he will put his uh, detractors in jail. Well, he's done that as well. Biden has everything they worry about Trump doing. They've already done except for one thing, and that is quoting them. He's not beyond assassinating his political enemies. That is disturbing that they would say that about Donald Trump, especially when they've done everything else on this list. We have uh, Vivek Ramaswamy on uh, with us now from Iowa. Uh, hey, Vivek, how are you? Glenn, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, I have to ask you about the thing from Donald Trump this weekend. He said Vivek yep. started his campaign as a great supporter. Unfortunately, now he's disguising his support in the form of deceitful campaign tricks. Don't get duped by this. Vote for Trump. Don't waste your vote. Um, how, do you, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I think he had a kinder post this morning that he put up as well. I mean, look, I think his, there's a couple things going on here, Glenn, just to speak a few hard truths. One is anybody who's on the ground here in Iowa is seeing a very late surge here for me. <clears throat> Many of the people who were expected to endorse Trump, very strong America First patriots like Steve King, who I think was wrongly denigrated by the media. He was widely expected to endorse Trump. He actually came out in strong and full-throated support of me because of a couple of the positions I've taken here in Iowa for Iowans against eminent domain, against the climate change cult and a carbon capture pipeline here in the state. Right. So anyway, I think there's a lot of momentum here in my direction. So I think that that's one big factor. I think another factor, though, is in this whole race, Glenn, I don't care if it's left or right or to our own movement or outward. I'm going to speak the hard truth. And there's one hard truth that is staring us in the face and it hurts to hear it. But it's the truth. I have stood against these persecutions against Trump more strongly than anybody else. anybody else. I filed an amicus brief with the Supreme Court last week, pushing back against the Colorado decision. And Glenn, I'm going to be really honest with you. The reason I filed that amicus brief is I don't, I don't have the confidence that Trump's team was going to make all of the correct legal arguments that needed to be made because this needs to be the right thing for the country, which is why I did it. So I pushed back at every step. But we have to be realistic for this country and open our eyes that there's a plot and it's hiding in plain sight. They want to narrow this down to a two-horse race between Trump and a puppet who they can control. As you were just alluding to, one way or another, eliminate Trump from contention, and it is disgusting. But then they can trot their puppet into the White House. And we owe it to this country to make sure that it doesn't happen. And so some people would say, why are you in this race? It's because I have a responsibility to this country to make sure that does not happen. We have to open our eyes. Last time it was a man-made pandemic and a rigged election. This time they're going to stop at nothing. And I increasingly worry, Glenn, it means nothing. And so I'm worried for the future of this country. I'm worried for Trump. I'm worried for this year. I think we're skating on thin ice as a country, we and we cannot fall for the trap that's been laid for us. And yes, the truth hurts sometimes, but the first step to actually solving it is to see the truth and speak it without hiding from it. You know, the Democrats always tip their hand because whatever they accuse the right of, they're doing. Uh, oh, yeah. And it it disturbs me because this is the first time I've heard from a credible source, you know, credible in quotation marks, like NBC News, where they are actually saying that Donald Trump could assassinate his political enemies. Um, don't put it so past him. What does that him. tell you, Glenn? 
It, so it tells me that you? they are willing to do that. Think about it. Well, I, you have to skate to where the puck is going, people. And we're, none of us is God. We're, none of us is immortal. None of us is beyond. I mean, you know what? I do think we're in the middle of a deeper war in this country. And I think it goes even beyond just this realm. I think that there's a form of spiritual warfare in this country right now. And I think that it is something that we have to open our eyes to as a reality, that this system is corrupt, and they will stop at nothing. And you look at the electoral tactics they were trying to use in the lawsuits, and now forget the judicial system, just remove him from the ballot, because somebody says on a whim in the state of Maine that we're removing him. They are selling us the rope today that they will use to hang us tomorrow. They want this to be a two-horse race. They want to eliminate Trump, and they want to trot a puppet who they can control into the White House. And I can't be controlled, Glenn, and so I'm actually going to be the one who's able to make sure that that doesn't happen if I'm able to do my responsibility to this country by being in this race and seeing it through to the very end. And so I think that our movement, sometimes the truth hurts, but we owe it to this country. We owe it to our founding fathers. Our America First movement did not start in 2016. It started in 1776. And so I know some of the hard Trump supporters, and heck, I was one of them, right? And I am in spirit of what it represents, still part of that, and support Donald Trump against these unjust persecutions. But we owe it to this country to make sure we don't look back a year from now. Here's a way to look at this, Glenn, to all the people who will say, well, you're taking votes away from Trump, and so why are you in this race? I want you to fast forward to a year from now. And a year from now, let's say things play out exactly the way that I've said it. They then trot in a puppet into the White House that they can control. Do you want to look back a year from now? And are we going to say, oh, we were shocked that that happened? We didn't see that coming? Or are we going to say, what the heck were we thinking when we fell right into that trap and we have a puppet in the White House rather than an America first patriot? So, so do not fall for that trap. That's what so I'm saying. You're not talking about Nikki Haley. You're talking about a Democratic am- puppet. I'm talking about whatever puppet is they can control. And I think Nikki Haley is looking like the next one they're trying for in the Republican Party, Glenn. And if they fail with that, then it's going to be the next puppet who's Gavin Newsom or whoever else. But the system is agnostic. The deep state, I think, is agnostic to whether the R or the D comes after your name. It's whether you advance the consistent permanent war agenda and the surveillance state agenda here at home. Nikki Haley has said she wants driver's license tied to every social media account and Internet account. I don't know if that's coming from Jack Smith or Joe Biden or Nikki Haley, but they want Donald Trump and a puppet who they can control, eliminate Trump and trot in their puppet. That's the game. And we cannot fall for it. So you just said you're going all the way to the end. Uh, If if you finish uh, fourth in the next three, let's just say um, you won't drop out. Are you staying in to the end? Well, that's not what's going to happen. Glenn, first of all, okay. right? I think we're going to shock the world at the Iowa caucus tonight. And anybody who isn't on the ground here, I think, has their head in the sand. I think people who are here on the ground are seeing a late surge. The polls are dead wrong. You see the likes of Steve Holt or Steve King, some of the strongest constitutional conservatives in the state, switching their endorsements, some of them. Others surprise endorsing me at the late cycles in the last 72 hours. And so I think we're going to deliver a major shock tonight. But I think there's something deeper going on. It's not about Trump. It's not about me. It's about this country, Glenn. Yeah. And I do think that there is a plan hiding in plain sight. And if we have our eyes closed to it, shame on us. Last time it was a man-made pandemic and a rigged election, as I said. So fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And the plot is hiding in plain sight. It's up to us to open our eyes and to see it. And we deserve and require an America First patriot in the White House 
rather than a puppet for the permanent state, which is what we're going to get otherwise. Why should somebody vote over over Trump? Because your support is Trump support. I mean, he asked me last week who he should pick as vice president. Should he win the the, um, the vote here, the the nomination? And I said, Vivek, um, I said, he's he's a lot like you. He's a fighter. He can make great cases for the American people, et cetera, et cetera. And I think he's a young up and comer that would make a good president well, at some point. Let me let me say a word about that one, Glenn, actually, is is, you know what? I've been I, I haven't really given that a lot of thought until a million people asked me that. And so I actually have given it some thought. And here's the answer to that question is that would need to be a discussion with Trump where I would say, listen, I want you to make sure we're on the same page. I don't want to build a new building for the FBI. I want Mm -hmm. to shut it down. I don't want to have crony subsidies to carbon capture pipelines. I want to end them. I want to shut down many of these agencies. I actually do think we need accountability in our own Republican Party, that we shouldn't support the likes of Ronna McDaniel sitting in that seat, that we should on day one actually pardon every peaceful January 6th protester and see that through admit that there were some mistakes made in the past and we're going to correct for them with the vaccines and make sure that vaccine liabilities for companies, that they don't get a special shield from being sued. And I'd want to make sure we're on the same page about those things. Right now, I don't know if we are. I'm the only one who's taken a lot of those positions. But the way I'm looking at it, Glenn, is right now in this race, if I have that long list to say that in order to be vice president, I'd need an agreement from Donald Trump that he agrees with me and is committed to seeing each of those things through all the way through, yes shutting down the FBI, not building a new building or reforming it. And if so, then you know what? I would honestly consider it. But right now, given that that list is long, here's how I'm doing it is at a certain point, the list is long enough that you say the best way I can do this is actually by being the next president, leading from the front and taking Donald Trump as my advisor to do the right thing for this country, which I will do if I'm the president. I've only got about 90 seconds. What is your plan for the border? My plan for the border is use our military to seal it. We've got 40,000 troops in places like Germany where they don't advance our interests. Germany isn't paying for its own national self-defense. They can move those troops to our own border, end federal funding for sanctuary cities. And I go further, end birthright citizenship for the kids of illegals. That ends the incentives to come here for an anchor baby. And anybody who's in this country illegally must be returned to their country of origin. And the way we do it is use the law. The existing laws allow you to leverage local law enforcement to serve the warrants. That's a million local law enforcement. No president has done it, but the existing laws allow for it. And so I do think it takes a president, Glenn, and this goes to the question about Trump and myself, takes a president from the outside who has sharp elbows and can break things. And Trump brings that, and I think I bring that on steroids. But I also think it's going to take a president who knows and deeply understands personally the law and the constitution of this country So we're not going to be duped by that same swamp class of advisors. And so that's why I'm in this. And I'm going to see this through to the very end. And I believe I have a duty to this country to see this through. And either way, it has to be an America first patriot in that White House. Well, good luck uh, tonight, Vivek. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for being on. God bless. Thanks a lot, Glenn. Uh, we did invite um, all of the other candidates. Uh, Vivek, at this point, is the one that took us up on it. Uh, we would hope to be able to talk to the other candidates. If their campaigns are listening now, we would love to have them on before the end of the broadcast to get one final thought and one final pitch uh, to our audience on why you should be president of the United States. Our sponsor this half hour is uh, Patriot Mobile. Patriot <sighs> Mobile. 
Patriot Mobile is a different kind of company. Patriot Mobile is a phone service company that is really dedicated first to God and the Constitution. They are a business that if they if they couldn't give you great service, they wouldn't be in business, you know, for very long. They are uh, have been around now for I think ten years. They just had I think their tenth year anniversary. They've been around for ten years. They're constantly growing, but they take some of their profits and they plow it back into supporting you at school board meetings, supporting the Constitution, standing up for life, the Second Amendment. These guys are fighting on our side. They're they're a mobile phone company that believes in the same things you do. Why would you send your money to a corporation that is woke and fighting against you? We've got to help the people who are helping us. Join Patriot Mobile. Do what I do. I don't even carry a phone, but I bought a phone. <clears throat> it's always charging by my bedside. I bought a phone just so I could uh, support Patriot Mobile. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Or call 972-PATRIOT. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, program. We have somebody on uh, who uh, uh, worked in intelligence and uh, national security over in England uh, and just attended a uh, kind of, a, I don't know, a weekend, uh, what, what do you call them, Stu? You know, some weekend thing where you go and you, you get new ideas and new training. and uh, Symposium? Thank you, Symposium. Uh, and uh, in that, she found that mm, they weren't really as uh, in line with the English people, perhaps, even Americans and freedom and uh, an actual representative republic. Uh, the end of the uh, article that she wrote last week said that the lecturer said, to what extent should Joe Rogan and Douglas Murray be suppressed? I mean, they have millions of followers, so if we deplatform them, it would cause issues. So society needs to find other ways to suppress them. Now, they were talking to these um, intelligence groups that are outside of the government. So basically giving them instruction, you need to find a way to suppress their voices. That is incredibly terrifying. She's going to be on with us here in, uh, in just a second. Also, Davos starts today. Um, and these are just horrible people, I think. These are eugenicists. Uh, they are anti-human um, and are looking to take over your entire life. And they will do it. I mean, right now, the Biden administration, if they don't have any control over anything, how come the Biden administration was so worried about the Chinese participation in the WEF at Davos this week? Why are they so upset about that? This is just a collection of nobodies going out and being ski bunnies. No, no, it's not. We'll have more on this coming up and this week, all this week as Davos goes on. 
Glenn Beck Program. the Glenn Beck program, I have said that I think this is the year that America decides whether we survive or not, and that we are truly, the Western world is one major event away from the loss of freedom of speech. The intelligence agencies, have, as have been pointed out in congressional hearings, are silencing voices all around the West partnering with the Five Eyes and operating cognitive psyops. Now, this is not a theory. This has come out in congressional hearings from whistleblowers. This is what we used to call brainwashing, and we are using our military, the military and intelligence operations of the five biggest nations in the West. Well, Anna Stanley, She's a former civil servant from the UK, the foreign office there. She went and attended a course at King's College called Issues Encountering Terrorism. This is a story you need to hear. She joins us in 60 seconds. Here's a great New Year's resolution you can actually keep. If you have three minutes in the morning, you can keep your face wrinkle-free. Introducing Gen 90. This is the new instant wrinkle treatment from GenuCell. Gen 90 instantly reduces the appearances of wrinkles anywhere you use it. Around the eyes, the forehead, the crow's feet, the laugh lines, even the chin. And it starts working in seconds. Gen 90 technology is luxurious, nourishing, and silk smooth. And best of all, it starts working in just seconds. You'll know because you'll feel the tingle every single time. There's a reason why GenuCell has 400% more customer loyalty than other skincare brands. And Gen 90 is now on sale at GenuCell.com, and it's included in the bestseller packages. Before you go overseas to get harsh procedures for thousands of dollars, please give Gen 90 a try first. Make your fine lines and wrinkles disappear wherever they are and before you even leave the room, or you'll get your money back. The beauty of GenuCell is that it really works, and you're going to love it. Go to GenuCell.com slash Beck, GenuCell.com slash Beck. Free shipping on all orders now. It's GenuCell.com slash Beck, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Beck. So I read an article by Anna Stanley last week, and it was hair-raising. I sent it to all of my relatives, and I said, and so it begins. She attended a King's College course called Issues Encountering Terrorism, was organized uh, by the Center for Defense Studies, designed for civil servants and professionals in counterterrorism. Staff from the Foreign Office of the UK, Ministry of Justice, Ministry of Defense, Home Office, um, and it was all a three-day course with lecturers from King's College, 
visiting senior research fellows, professors, and they included those who held former positions such as permanent secretary of the Home Office, director of GCHQ, defense minister, and foreign office director. So this is not some fringy thing. This is in this is involving some of the greater minds and the known names in England. Anna is here to tell us what she experienced. Hi, Anna. Hi, Glenn. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Oh, you bet. Uh, I, I found your article terrifying, really terrifying. Um, tell me what you, you. Yeah. tell me what you experienced. Um, well, where to start? Um, I mean, yeah, you introduced it. Um, it was a course for civil servants. Um, so that is um, staff uh, enacting the will of the UK government. Um, only the lecturers were espousing um, views which were very contrary to that, um, which the government's trying to perpetuate at the moment uh, in the realm of counterterrorism. Um, it there was one point where the lecturer actually went against the latest government commissioned review of Prevent, um, and he actually uh, derogatively characterised William Shawcross, who wrote the review as, uh, of Prevent, um, as saying all counter-terrorist um, professionals are woke. He is of that ilk, he said. Um, so wait, 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 wait. What is, first of all, what is Prevent? Can you explain that? Yeah, sorry, I should have done. So in the UK, uh, Prevent is the UK's counter-terrorism strategy. It looks at radicalization in the UK and how to tackle it. And it's the policy that all counter-terrorism professionals follow. Um, and there was recently a review, but it gets reviewed every few years. Um, and it basically obviously gets reviewed for how effective it's being. Um, and there's been a massive movement over the last few years, um, or an attempt movement, I should say, rather, to uh, put uh, ideology at the centre of counterterrorism. Uh, this is something Shawcross is arguing because basically, um, previously, uh, people who committed terrorism they were seen as almost victims. It was seen as a safeguarding issue in the UK. You know, uh, they would acknowledge maybe these people have been victims of crime or um, linked to crime or they've been in domestic abuse relationships. There was right. a real lack of um, giving them responsibility, but also placing ideology as a major motivating factor. Um, and one of the lecturers really went against uh, that recommendation of the, the Shawcross Review. Um as well as yeah, many other parts of the course which were so, concerning. So what I what I got from from you um, and other sources is, and we can see it happening, um, is a, a softening of people uh, of of calling out terrorists who might happen to be Islamic extremists, uh, and instead pinning extremism on the regular you know, Joe on the streets of England and saying that yeah. those who believe in England and freedom and everything else, that those might be the terrorists. I mean, I couldn't agree more. And, and in my article, I basically referenced that one of the civil servant attendees uh, basically professed that her brother had actually been radicalized and fought for uh, the Islamic State in Syria. Um, which I think is quite a dramatic revelation. Um, yeah. Later on, we were shown a, a video, which was actually a jihadi um, from London. And he was it was an advertisement to recruit people into Syria to fight for jihad. And she also recognized him, too. She went he went to my school, um, she said. Um, and this 
uh, same uh, person. Um, she was also a civil servant. We were all given a presentation to do um, as part of the course. And hers was uh, basically undermining prevent and saying that it's inherently racist because it focuses on Islamist extremism. Uh, and it makes Muslims feel uncomfortable. Um, and you're exactly <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I mean, to be honest, yeah. I was so shocked, especially the, the revelation about the brother. I mean, I was really looking around the room like, what? Did she just say that? And it was bizarre. People really just didn't <laughs> seem to think it was a big deal. Um, but you're so right about this, this uh, the priorities just being completely skewed. Um, and and, and, I don't know, and the, sorry, the, yeah. the facts do point out that 70% of terrorist attacks in the UK are Islamist, correct? Is that a solid number? Yeah, exactly. I did actually say that to the room. Um, I basically used the comparison of uh, people who smoke and said that around 70% of lung cancers are caused by smoking. Um, so you would expect it would be really counterproductive not to discuss that, just to not cause offence to smokers, <laughs> right? So in that same logic, it'd be very bizarre not to discuss Islamist extremism just because there are um, Muslims who would find that uncomfortable. Right. Smokers would find cancer uncomfortable if you kept pointing it out, too. Um, the, um, uh, the overall... Uh, um, is this is this coming from uh, a um, political correctness? Is this coming from an anti-Jew? Is this coming f- where 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 did this start and and what's the purpose behind it? Do you think? Mm, look, it's it's one of those things that's hard to answer because I think it's it's. <clears throat> It's so many things. It's not just one thing, you know. I think ultimately identity politics, the the kind of worldview that puts power, views everything through the lens of power. Unfortunately, um, Jews often come out uh, bottom there. Well, they come out the top in the sense they're viewed at the top of the social hierarchy. They're seen as possessing white privilege. Um, And also identity politics breeds the kind of things that says, one of the slides read, um, condemning terrorism is to endorse the power of the strong over the weak. And terrorism is not the problem, rather the systems they oppose are terrorists. These are ideas which people often wrongly, but do apply to Israel, um, because they view Palestinians as being unequal um, in kind of asymmetric warfare. Um, So they're really quite sinister stuff. And even though I think people usually aren't overtly explicitly anti-Semitic, the types of um, identity politics that they end up consuming often end uh, affecting Jews and Israel too as a consequence. Um, I read a story um, about Sir Lindsay Hoyle, the Speaker of the UK House of Commons. Um, And there was a a diary note from his office that said he was going to meet with the Palestinian ambassador to Britain last week and that as part of a speaker-led diplomacy, we will be flying the Palestinian flag in honor of the Palestinian ambassador. But the problem is there is no Palestinian ambassador well, there's no state being ambassador of. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's no state. I yeah. mean, so what, what, what is happening? I mean, exactly. Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, you know, I know that America and the UK and Europe, they're all experiencing mass extremism on the streets, people coming out protesting in the name of uh, pro-Palestine. 
but actually they're they're deeply anti-Semitic and anti-Israel. But more importantly, perhaps for your show, they're not just anti-Semitic and anti-Israel. They really are anti-Western, uh, right. they're anti-American ideals that I know you hold dearly. Um, mm-hmm. And that is often at the crux of it, uh, lying underneath, I think, influencing these people, whether they're aware of it or not. But I think actually, yeah, people are aware of it more than people give them credit for. So we just had a whistleblower here in the United States testify in front of Congress that um, we have the American Pentagon and our intelligence agencies, along with um, the British military intelligence, uh, working together with five eyes to spy on the American people and the Western people um, to find those that are radical and then suppress them as much as possible, uh, discredit, even use banking as a way to separate them from society, and if they have strong voices, to shut it down. That, <clears throat> that I was talking about last week. And then I read your story um, to where one of the uh, one of the lecturers said, "To what extent should Joe Rogan and Douglas Murray be suppressed? They have millions of followers. To deplatform them, deplatform them would cause issues. So society needs to find other ways to suppress them." What did they mean yeah. by that? Oh, look, I mean. I mean, I was so gobsmacked when I heard that. Um, I can, I only hope that he was speaking very freely and ad lib, and he by no means uh, intended those words to be as sinister as they sound. Um, I think he was really just revealing the types of um, sensorial um, views and inclinations that a lot of people have within academia. And of course, he was talking to a room full of civil servants as well. Um, And you're right, there is a a trend towards uh, suppression of what is deemed as radical voices. Um, I I referenced Douglas Murray. Um, I'm a massive fan of his and his writing. Um, But yeah, he's uh, considered far right by this uh, lecturer in counterterrorism. and yeah, example also Nigel Farage. Um, I believe his he was uh, his bank account was closed down um, because of his um, views as well, uh, which is a deeply disturbing precedent to be set. Where do the English people stand on this? I mean, uh, it, it seems as though as I watch Europe and uh, even the acts of Brexit and what's happening here, each country is being told. It's just a few of these crazy, whatever, you know, farmers or, you know, radical farmers or uh, radical conservatives here in America, whatever it is. But it seems to me the same message is coming from the people. And that is, I'd like my country back. I'd like my rights back. I'm tired of the elites telling us exactly what to do because you're screwing it up as elites we we don't want any of this stuff. Is that the feeling in mm. England? Um, yeah, I, I think it really depends who you talk to. I think in England, a phrase that gets uh, banded around a lot is uh, the silent majority. Um, and it seems that we do have a kind of silent majority in the UK um, who are saying exactly the kind of thing you just said. Um, but in the civil service, um, very much in academia, it's very unpopular to talk yes. about things like uh, freedom of speech, 
freedom of expression and talk about examples in society where they're coming under threat. It's really considered something that the right, in inverted commas, do. Um, I know you're you're speaking from America and, you know, people say right wing there um, more casually. You really would never hear someone describing themselves as that in the UK, you know, um, the types of things that uh, advocates on the right in America are arguing for freedom of expression and free speech. Um, it's really, yeah, it's really unpopular to do that in the UK, in the civil service and in academia. And unfortunately, these are the institutions which influence policy. Um, so this course that I went on, you know, it's, how do I put it? it? It is deeply concerning because ultimately these are people who are making policy that will eventually potentially be the difference between life and death. Um, so, yeah, it's vitally important. And that's why I hope to shed a light on it and what I experienced there. Anna, I think you're very brave. And I, I thank you for um, your voice and anything we can do to help amplify it. Um, because it's not just happening in America or England. This is a This is a threat to all of the Western world and the freedom um, you know, the freedom just to be able to decide your own way uh, in life and not have it dictated by people in high office that, you know, we're all becoming serfs again. And uh, that needs yeah. to stop. So, Anna, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. So our sponsor this half hour is MyPillow. Unless you're one of those weird people that helps uh, that hates a good bargain, you're going to want to check out what MyPillow.com has going on right now. MyPillow.com. When you use the promo code BECK, you're going to find some of the lowest prices they have ever offered, plus free shipping on your entire order. You can get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0 or 50% off their new flannel sheets and their six-pack towel sets are going for $29.98 right now. It's an enormous blowout sale for my pillow, and it's all because they appreciate your business and they support you uh, and the support you have given them over the years. So don't wait. Check them out today. Take advantage of their free shipping, especially on larger items such as the mattress toppers, 100% made here in the USA, USA and on sale. Sorry, I'm so far ahead of myself sometimes. Uh, on sale for as low as $99.99. You'll also find sales on their kitchen towels, dog beds, blankets, and so much more with the promo code BECK. To find this offer, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square, and check out everything that I've mentioned and more on sale. Remember, enter the promo code BECK, 800-966-3117. It's MyPillow.com. 10 seconds, station ID. You know, more and more every day, I feel like we're watching a, a play. We're watching a show, um, and it's well planned out. Uh, you look at, you just look at our border. What's happening on the border is we're going to, uh, as we showed you on Friday on a an episode of uh, Glenn TV uh, on Blaze TV, the the maps are uh, out. And you can see them and find them online from different organizations like the Red Cross or uh, Doctors Without Borders. This is an organized effort in South and uh, Middle and Central America to push people into the United States. This is not organic. This has nothing to do with, you know, the little guy just struggling to get here. To, that's not what this is about.
we are being lied to and things are being organized by, well, the people in Davos um, and the administrations of all of the Western countries that are participating in these things. And it is to shut down the Western way of life. And uh, today, if you're in Iowa, you have a big decision to make because you could stay at home because it's really cold and very dangerous to drive. You could stay home or you could go in caucus. And most people in America don't know what a caucus is. It's very different than election night where you just go and vote any time during the day. You have to go at night and then you have to, you know, be in a room full of people that are caucusing for a candidate. You might be asked to speak up why you think that candidate is the best. And it's a really different uh, procedure. I think really healthy myself, but it's going to get be hard for people to come out. But you must come out. The country has never needed the the winter soldier more than uh, right now. So if you can and stay safe, please go out and caucus. More on that coming up. You know those nights where you just lay in bed and you toss and turn and you're like, is it too much to ask just to get some good sleep, please? I just, I just please. If you've ever had one of those nights, sleeplessness uh, is a real problem. You know that. Uh, it's not fun when it's happening and it only whacks you out the next day and then you're, and you're, you're wrecked for, the, for two days, please. Now, you can get uh, sleeping pills from your doctor, but I have to tell you, I think those things are dangerous um, they are so powerful and and just not good just not good now there's something called relief factor sleep that is all natural just like relief factor uh that you take for pain relief factor sleep is 100 percent drug free it's natural ingredients you don't feel it in your body at all so if you've ever taken any kind of drug to put you to sleep at night you know the next morning you're a little bit groggy i mean i'm like that with benadryl um it's it's awful uh, I've taken this. My wife has taken it. You don't feel it in your body. You just have a good night's sleep and feel refreshed in the morning. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800, the number 4 relief, for great sleep. Welcome to the uh, program. I want to go through a couple of things. The Iowa caucus is happening tonight. And what is it that we are facing? What is it that we are really fighting for? Well, let me show you this uh, picture of a poster in San Francisco calling on residents to boycott Jewish owned businesses in the city. Is that reminiscent of anything? I just want to throw that out there. There has been a society that has issued posters like this 
before. Was that a good thing or a bad thing? Then you have, uh, let's go cut three, the Antifa flag at a pro-Palestinian rally. Uh, Oh, what do they have in common? Chaos. Then you also have the White House gates almost being pulled down yesterday uh, in another pro-Palestinian event. Nobody's saying anything about that, quote, insurrection. And... As if we couldn't see the country more different, uh, here's a Democrat talking about the next election. Cut four. So much of what Dr. King fought for, this idea that every single person, no matter who they are, who they look like, where they're from, could participate in their democracy, that's, that's on the line. And tomorrow marks the beginning of a critical election where I don't think I'm being hyperbolic by saying this next election is about whether or not we can have elections in this country as we know it. Wow. Um, I tend to agree with you, but I don't think we're talking about the same thing. First of all, uh, no one is talking about, I mean, he's quoting Martin Luther King. We're the ones who agree with Martin Luther King. The progressive Democrat does not agree with Martin Luther King. Have you listened lately? How do we survive? How do we ever come back together with our views, the polar opposite of each other? It's not like one side believes that there's a coup going on and the other side doesn't. Both sides think there's a coup going on. And we, I mean, we have pretty good evidence in one side, uh, but I guess you don't need evidence on the other side. Maybe they think they have it, but I don't see it. It's, 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 it's nuts. And then 69% of the people that say we shouldn't vote for a Republican, here's what they say about Joe Biden, cut six. You have the question of the president's age. I mean, it's just there in poll after poll, not just ours. Our poll, in fact, said 28%, just 28% think that President Biden has the mental sharpness to effectively serve for another term. That means 69, darn near 70% of the American people say he's not mentally fit for office. 70%. But they'll do anything they can to shut down uh, Donald Trump. And now we find out the truth on Fannie Willis. She is the Georgia DA. She brought the charges against Trump for election interference. She went to church, which to me sounds an awful lot like uh, Christian nationalism. She went to her church, Big uh, Bethel, is, it, is that what it is? Or Bethel uh, AMC Church in Atlanta. She was talking about how she is being persecuted. Uh, now, we find out last week that she's been having an affair. That's fine. That's her business. Uh, however, she's been having an affair. And then what? Then after the affair, she hires the guy that she's having the affair with uh, and uh, then pays him all kinds of money, almost six hundred or $700,000, to uh, forward an investigation. She can't do that without permission from the board. She never got that permission, nor did she ask for it. Here's what she says is really going on. Listen to this. We are at a time in history 
when you can no longer sit back and just let other folks do it. You cannot expect black women to be perfect and save the world. The Lord is completing us. We are not perfect. We need your prayers. We need to be allowed to stumble. We need grace. With that kind of support, we will move mountains and do Jesus' will. Stumbling all the way. So his flawed, hard-headed, and imperfect child has a message for each of you today. Please find a way to do your extraordinary, God-given assignment and make this community and the world a better place for all of his people. See, it is never about who you are. It is always about the great I am and who he is. See, we are all flawed, sinners, unworthy, imperfect, damaged, but we are qualified upon his call. You can find common ground with people of all different ideologies if you simply commit yourself to being obedient and steadfast in your efforts and his work. If you commit yourself, God will turn your hard-headed self into the extraordinary for his kingdom. Thank you. So we got that going for us. Uh, I think she was clear talking about God as an adulteress who's still not divorced from her husband. I think that's that's who my church would have, you know, give up and lecture me about, you know, different things. Um, well, Glenn, you know, we can't expect uh, black women to be perfect. And that's all. That's what we were doing. And we weren't judging her on her individual actions. We were coming up with a an idea that we needed black women to all be perfect and give them no grace so she's really hitting a powerful point there, which is yeah, just so incredible. So... Um, you know, I don't think anyone expected her to be perfect. I think maybe the very, I mean, I don't know what her husband was expecting. My guess is not what he got. Um, but I mean, it, it might be one of these situations where, you know, you, you expect you know, kind of very little out of uh, public figures these days. I, I don't think our expectations were set too high. Uh, maybe don't per, you know persecute your political enemies. Uh, that might be one thing we might request from from her. I think um, that would be nice. And then there's a situation. Somebody put this on Twitter. I can't remember who it was, but it, it, the the idea that one of the reasons why these people are are like that are leading the resistance are held to these you know standards they feel are too high is because the media turns them into these superheroes mm -hmm. right the second they come out and they're like well you know i think i'm going to charge donald trump with this they, they get these glowing profiles in every piece of mainstream media where they are set up as the ultimate savior of the universe these people who are doing so much for so many and in reality like they re they 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 get excited to be these resistant he resistance heroes, and then they forget to, you know, uh, like delete their old tweets, um, yes. and I, or uh, you know, uh, forget that like once they're under the microscope, all of the things they've done that have been problems in their life are going to wind up coming out. And it's why you say this all the time: if you're going to get into this stuff, you better clean your life up before you do it. Well, the, but the left doesn't understand that because the left usually doesn't, isn't held responsible for, for anything. And, and that is what honestly makes the, uh, the left very intellectually weak. They're, they're, they're not pushed against the wall on their, 
on their thoughts or ideas. Uh, you know, you push somebody who is uh, progressive on their ideas and say, this has never worked in all of human history. And it's been tried, tried and tried again, and it always fails. And their response will be, well, it hasn't been done right. Well, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And then they just start shouting things uh, about you or at you. Uh, and that's, you know, one of the real problems of of debate. You can't really have a debate with with people that just want to shut you down if they if you disagree with them. Um, we're looking at the uh, Iowa caucus today, and this is the kind of stuff that we are fighting. We're fighting uh, corruption. We're fighting uh, ideology. We're fighting overspending. We're we're fighting for our lives, really, honestly, this is the election that I, we won't survive another uh, Biden term. We just won't. Um, and we're being dismantled from the inside out. And ask yourself, who really is dismantling? Who's really causing the damage? We've put up with so much that has caused so much damage. Just the erasing of our history, teaching our youth that there is a hundred different genders. There is no such thing as truth that uh, white people are racist and always will be. You know, our founders were monsters. All of this stuff has just taken us apart. It must be restored or we are not going to survive. Now, who's best to do that? That's up to you tonight in Iowa. Yeah, it is. And it's an interesting, you know, one thing I always say about polling, and it's important to remember this, is that polling does not give you specifics. Polling gives you generalities. And if you think about polling as a as a as a vehicle to get you to the general tone of what's going on, it's pretty effective. If you obsess about someone having a two point lead and then when that doesn't happen, you say, oh, well, the poll was wrong and flawed. You're not going to you're not getting anything out of this. So if you kind of look at polls as generalities, you can really get some general themes here. And if you look at the polling that has led up to Iowa, you see Trump with a big lead. You see Haley and DeSantis close for second, Ramaswamy behind that, and Asa Hutchinson is still in the race for whatever reason, right around <laughs> 1%. Like, you know, if Asa Hutchinson wins the Iowa caucus tonight, Glenn, I think we can really say there's a real problem with the polling yes, and the I way so it's too. working. Yes. Um, if, if, you know, if Ron DeSantis beats Nikki Haley, the average poll has him down four points between Haley and DeSantis right now. If Haley loses to DeSantis, and no, I would not be at all surprised by that, um, I would not classify that as a massive polling failure. They're two close candidates that are near each other. You've got weather, you've got turnout. Mm -hmm. There's a m bunch of different things mm -hmm. that uh, that need to be uh, factored into that. If Donald Trump wins by five tonight, I mean, it's a big polling miss, right? I mean, yes. the, the, if you look at poll after poll after poll, Donald Trump is up by, you know, give or take around 30 points. Um, you can find some that are a little bit more than that. You can find some that are a little bit less. The final real clear politics average, which is something that people will look at, especially historically looking back at how the polling worked in this particular cycle, has Donald Trump at 52.8%. Nikki Haley, 19.2%, DeSantis at 154 Vivek Ramaswamy, 68 and Asa Hutchinson at 1%. Um, okay, 
Let let me let me. Uh, I want to hear your prediction for tonight, and I'll make my prediction for tonight uh, coming up in just a second. First, let me tell you about LifeLock. Ever since the invention of email, cyber criminals have been coming up with new and ingenious ways of using it to separate you from your money and personal information. The scams vary from advertisements of bogus contests uh, to uh, fake delivery companies asking you to verify your personal information. I mean, somebody in my family was was apparently called by Apple and asked to uh, give them their ID. And it's like, the, Apple doesn't do that. Uh, unfortunately, the family member I was speaking about is very trusting and just gave it to them. Your personal information gets exposed so often, making it dangerously easy for cyber criminals to steal your identity. Protect yourself. You can't stop everything from happening, but you know somebody that you can have on your side that does a great job, and if they miss something, they you become a victim of identity theft. They have a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist that will work to fix it. That's where the rubber meets the road in my book. Um, join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK at lifelock.com. That's Lifelock by Norton at 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or lifelock.com. Make sure you use the promo code BECK. You'll save 25%. Lifelock.com, 1-800-LIFELOCK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. All right, so uh, let's get the uh, predictions out. I, I, uh, I'm not as good at political predictions, so uh, let me go first. My, my prediction is that Trump will be the winner tonight, uh, then DeSantis uh, and uh, Nikki Haley. I think because of the weather, her support is, is weak. Um, and then Ramaswamy, who I think is going to do better than um, uh, than has been polled. Now, this is a caveat. I actually believe Asa Hutchinson will come in first <laughs> if Asa is the only one that could get to the caucus. Right. That uh, you've been saying you've been using that asterisk the entire time we've been yeah, talking yeah, about this. Yeah. Uh, so don't so, forget that asterisk. That is important. Uh, now, Glenn, as a uh, as a person who's occasionally wagered on some sporting events, um, there is a a concept when you look at this and you think to yourself is there a stay away game here? Like, you know, there's some games you have a real strong vibe on. You're going to put some money down. You believe mm -hmm. in it. There are some where you're like, eh, honestly, like I can come up with a bet, but this is one that I should probably just stay away. I don't really have a strong feeling on this game. This one falls into that category at some level other than Trump winning, which I'm pretty sure will occur tonight. We'll see. But the second to third place battle is interesting. I mean, in a norm, yes. if it was 62 degrees out right now, you yes. could make a case that even despite the fact that Haley has uh, weak support and unenthusiastic support. She's starting to surge. Everything yeah, like else. usually yeah. polling momentum in Iowa does mean something. We've seen that with can lots of different candidates, Santorum, Huckabee, even Ted Cruz in 2016, where some a rise in the poll late sometimes continues after the polling stops and turns into something. 
I don't know if that applies to Haley here. And honestly, with the weather the way it is, I don't think it will apply. My guess is, if I had to, if I had to place this bet, I would agree with your order of candidates there. I think DeSantis will probably do a little bit better than his polling. Um, I think Haley might do a little bit worse. Uh, Ramaswamy maybe a little bit stronger. I think he has endeared himself a little bit over the past week or two where he's showed up to all these events in the snow and mm -hmm. there's something to that. But I, again, you look at you look at the end of the story and Donald Trump is going to win by probably 20 to 30 points and that's going to be, you know, if he's not over 50, it'll look like a disappointment, which shows his relative strength uh, in, in the race. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, he wins by... 15 to 20 points 20 for sure it's fine if he if this is close if it's under 10 that's a different story but i don't see that that happening the glenn beck program